Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Is there going to be a CUPE strike in Ontario? And if so, school boards, some, not all, school boards, certainly the big one in Toronto, um, is going to begin closing uh, doors on Monday, and only in the province of Ontario, of course. Will the Ontario government and CUPE's last-ditch contract talk succeed? The um, issue is, uh, one of them is the high rate of staff absenteeism at schools, and uh, the union claims government cuts have hurt its members. Matty DiMuccio is the president of the Society for Quality Education in Canada, also a Troy syndicate, um, Troy Media syndicate columnist, and we've talked to Matty many times. Matty, thanks very much for coming on the show, and what's this situation about to you? Thanks for having me again, uh, Roy. Um, well, this is this is I think parents are anxiously awaiting to see what's going on here. But if you actually follow the Twitter feed, I was just noticing on a QP Twitter feed, and they're definitely uh, preparing for a war. I mean, they're they're putting a whole bunch of anti-conservative uh, messages out there. And the reality is, uh, you know, Roy, I think that that you can call me cynical, c- cynical, but I think that this strike has more to do with disrupting the federal election than it seems to be about a union caring about its workers. And if QP cared about its members, they'd be at the bargaining table and they'd be using reason and compromise by trying to work out the best deal. But instead, they're they're on a picket. They're preparing to go on a picket line and dragging provincial politics into the federal election campaign. And, and again, if you don't believe me, check out their Twitter communication. It doesn't sound like they're too serious about uh, finding a solution here. And then on the other side, of course, uh, the argument is that uh, the government, uh, the Ford government, is being irresponsible and, and harming the unions, and this is an opportunity for them to fight back. In the middle are the kids and the parents and education. Um, it's hard not to be cynical, isn't it? Uh, exactly. And, you know, it, some of us might remember that in a previous government we where we heard the expensive pizza deliveries, uh, you know, during negotiation talks with, with unions, a government that today is pointing out and communicating that the cost to taxpayers for sick day leave, for example, it's unprecedented, um, but it's bold and it's necessary. The fact is that we are spending millions a day on generous sick day leave benefits, and it's not sustainable. And we have to remember that the education file is the second biggest spending file in Ontario, and that money is not going to students. It's going to administration and salary and benefits. And we have to, at one point, um, I know that this has always been in the conservative playbook, but at one point, somebody needs to sit down and say, look, uh, we do support students, we do support workers, we, we, we support teachers, but we need, to, uh, we need to, to, to be reasonable here and look at what's, what's sustainable and what's not sustainable. So uh, you talk about uh, taking leadership. Do you think at this point it should be the Premier, Premier Ford, who's, uh, who's the front man for this as opposed to the education minister? Um, I, I, I have to, I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to try not to be you know, partisan here. I, I'm disappointed. To, I, I think the timing that you know, Ford and his team are actually um, not, not, not in, in, uh, in legislature doesn't look good for them. And I don't think that it's a, a great idea for Doug Ford to be silent. I don't think that's a good communication strategy. I actually feel bad for Stephen Lecce, who's actually been out uh, front and center, 
but he's doing it on his own. And at the end of the day, people want to see leadership, and that comes straight. The buck stops stuff with Doug Ford. So I know that he's being silent on this because, uh, you know, we have a federal election and he's not the most popular premier. Um, but at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's got to say something and he has to come out and he has to and he has to communicate that well, because, Roy, here's the problem. Um, you know, the Ontario government, they need to do two things. They need to communicate, not just that sick days are costing too much, but they need to explain why they want to cut back on those costs. They need to tell stakeholders and they need to tell taxpayers that cutting back on that bloat isn't just about saving money, but that it will mean more money to create a better environment for students. And the second thing they need to do is put their money where their mouth is, because if they're just aiming to save costs in education without an actual plan in place on how to make it better, then they can't say it's for the students. Education has been a political football forever. It and, has. And it remains yeah. that way. Absolutely, it has. And uh, and it's it's very difficult to to have a conversation. And and the other thing I noticed as well is, you know, we have we have um, the opposition government. We've got liberals and we have NDP that are egging on Doug Ford government saying, you know, you're trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to de- decimate public education. You know, you're, you're holding, you want to change things. You want to go towards a, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe charter schools or private education. But at the end of the day, maybe it's not a bad idea that we have those conversations, and maybe it's it's not a bad idea that um, we have to make some some sustainable changes in education and and how we're delivering education. Um, we're already seeing those conversations happen out in New Brunswick because where the education minister there is proposing huge changes to to teaching structures such as age-based uh, grade levels being phased out, you know, kids in kindergarten to grade two are going to be grouped together and flexible learning environments. Those are the kinds of conversations we do need to have um, instead of just saying, you know, uh, this, this, this rhetoric, you know, with, uh, with, with the Liberals and NDP in Ontario saying that the government is just out to, to destroy public education. I don't believe that's true. I think both parties want to make a better system, but we need to, to stop talking so much about the benefits of their administration and education workers and start talking about the benefits to the children. Maddie, uh, as president of the Organization for Quality Education in this country, uh, how would you describe, how would you assess the quality of the education kids in Canada's schools are receiving? And is it is that too broad-based a question? Is it uh, the regions of the country that are doing significantly better work or better jobs at, at educating kids than other regions of the country? Well, it's a good question. And so what we know, for example, um, and I know you've done many shows and you've had me on the show about this, is Ontario, a good example is the way we deliver um, math, the math curriculum in Ontario. And, and you know, we have learned that discovery math is not working. And just recently with... Um, with some of the results that we've seen um, with EQAO, we've seen that it's not gotten better, it's actually gotten worse. But we also know that in Quebec, um, who does not engage in discovery math, we also know that their math scores are higher. So it's good to have those kinds of, um, you know, that, w- that we can compare those kind of comparisons between the provinces. On the whole, um, what I see that education in Canada is not bad, but it, it can certainly be better. And I think that part of that is not just uh, 
doing what we're doing, but maybe changing what we're doing. There's so much research on education. There are so many ways to deliver it now. We have to keep in mind that every student is unique and every student learns differently. We know that through research. And um, it's frustrating that schools cannot see um, the way the school system is in Ontario, for example, that they can't see the merits of, of changing some things and, and using that research that we have to make student learning better. So, yes, it's not bad in Canada, but can it be better? Absolutely. We can be one of the best. Yeah, I like them when Manitoba went to memorizing times tables. I thought that was a really excellent return to fundamentals. And that's exactly it. So sometimes the old stuff uh, works very well. We didn't need to change that. And I'm not saying by any means or stretch of the imagination that we should change things up. For example, uh, you know, change things to, to something new age or that we don't know that works. Mm-hmm. For example, in New Brunswick, they are actually, you know, by, by putting, you know, all the grades, a few grades together, that's actually what they used to do in the old days and how kids would learn. So sometimes going back to the basics actually works. It's not a bad idea. So let's come back to the fundamentals of our question. And this will be the last question I have for you. Uh, as you look at this CUPE situation, and do you, first of all, do you expect that, yes, there will be a strike? Or do you think Mr. Lecce is going to be able to resolve things with the union prior to Monday? Uh, uh, is, it, is, it, is it so much of a political situation where the unions are going to try to impede any possibility in their minds of the conservatives being elected that there's going to be a strike? Or is there really an effort being made by both sides to settle this issue so that there is no strike? What's your sense? Well, here's my sense. I think that both sides have a lot to lose and a lot to gain. Um, with whatever they decide to do. So for the for the government, they we're in the middle of a federal election. If they don't get a deal, then it looks bad on them. It's not good optics. Um, but on the other hand, don't forget, Roy, that a lot of conservative-minded people will be disappointed in the government, believing that they just sort of gave in as usual. It's just same old, same old. Now, with the with CUPE side, obviously they're using the federal election as a way to get what they want to, to create to create that chaos because the timing is bad. But but I what I believe is yes, they will come to a consensus because if they don't, it's not gonna look good uh, for for uh, for this federal election okay. when you have like in the middle of, of an election you've got a strike in one of the biggest provinces in Canada does not look good for the federal conservatives. Right, right. But having said that, it could also backfire and I think that parents might just get really upset and sick and tired of the government and just say, you know what? Um, we're not supporting this strike. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to be talked about, and not to be forgotten is the fact when you look at school board's uh, distribution of their of their budgets, and I'm going back years now, but 15 years ago it was like 83 or 84%, maybe more of their full total budget was for salaries for staff. So I don't know if it's Absolutely. still like that or not. But. Yeah, no, public employees are, are not just paid high salaries, where they're also, they also have generous benefits and pensions. Okay, too. I've got to take a break, Maddie. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to have you back for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Roy. Bye bye. Maddie DiMuccio is the president of the Society for Quality Education in Canada. She's also a Troy Media syndicated columnist. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.